So welcome to episode five. Finley's just on mute, so I'll ask you to unmute yourself. Thanks, mate. <laughs> and uh, well, this is our this is our first little private episode. So last episode we did a, a real big chat with you and Zachary on NFTs, and some of the feedback I got from that episode was that we were stuck explaining the complexities of blockchain and everything like that, but we didn't actually get into why someone would buy an NFT. So, uh, Finley, in very short terms, for those who didn't hear last episode, what's an NFT and what's digital art and why would they buy it? Um, yeah, so I think the, the thing we try to outline is what is an NFT, which is just when you get into the real technical side of things, very complicated. I guess an NFT... For a simpleton, mate, what is it? For what a is it simpleton, for it's... It, <laughs> It's going to benefit people, um, I guess, because of the nature of an NFT. You can track it back to its original buyer or the person who created it. So um, it's going to matter in terms of it's almost like a social currency. Um, right, right. So let me uh, let me dumb that down for myself. So basically, let's let's. It can be sort of any digital thing, right? Whether it's an image or a song or a you know. Uh, a movie at the moment it's just digital images and it has a perfect like tracking to where it's been sold who's selling it and everything like that correct exactly yeah so you could buy a song you could buy a ticket to an event um eventually all of these things are going to be digital assets um mm -hmm. because behind the nft is a smart contract so you buy something and the person you buy it from is legally obliged to send you something so a ticket to an event you buy as an NFT form, years down the track, if the person who hosted that event becomes big or famous or whatever, that might be worth more, you can then sell it and resell it oh, as sure. an NFT. Okay. Um, yeah. So I guess if you look at people on Instagram, um, they kind of flex, I guess, all their assets that they own. It's just, I guess, humans um, are very social creatures. Um, mm. And status is a big thing that everyone seeks. Um, right. So the reason NFTs are going to matter is because in the future, it's going to be like your social wallet that everybody can see. What, what does Orlando own? Um, someone might see that you've been to an event and they're going to want to then go to that event because you've been to it. Right. So what you're saying is basically... In the future, there's going to be, you know, maybe a social media type situation for, you know, digital wallets in terms of the NFTs that people buy, whether that's tickets, uh, images, songs, or, you know, concerts that they've been to that they can use the tickets for. And yep. you'll be able to see into them to see what that person's like, almost like their Instagram profile. So you'll be yep. able to see, oh, Finley went to uh, a Bruno Mars concert and then he bought some digital art over here. So he's interested in like football. And then, you know, he watched uh, a movie that Orlando was in and bought a ticket for that using digital art. And that's appreciated like, you know, 400%. Definitely. Yeah, for sure. I okay. think a, a, a good kind of quote I saw on it is there's very few people that are into collectibles. Um, there's very few people who are into purchasing art. But just from a human sense, every single one of us do stuff day to day that requires a purchase. And then someone is then legally obliged to offer you something, whether it's a service, a product. That's basically what an NFT is. It's just all digital. Right. It's all digital. 
um wicked and why here's a question like at the moment the the digital art space is going through the roof right yeah why would like anyone who doesn't have any crypto like me previously you know before i had uh, heaps of talks with you i know I, I had no crypto no nothing and then i had lots of talks with you and i got crypto started buying nfts why would someone want to buy a digital image like at all what's the because motivation behind it you're seeing a lot more um people now they link little royalties and other kind of benefits you can get from purchasing that image so it's not just you now own the image it's you own the image you get royalties from any sales that might happen to use your nft um some nft projects split up some of their profits between anyone that owns their nft Mm-hmm. It could then lead to you being allowed to mint a free NFT from someone uh, that you bought one from previously. Mm-hmm. There's a whole range of different things that are being linked to the actual purchasing of an image. Um, what do you, what like, do you think, like, at the moment, like, for me, I'm just sort of looking at at the moment, like, why I got into it is purely because it's cool and I definitely think it's, you know, um, one of the technologies that's literally going to change every single thing that we do. But purely at the moment, it's just a form, it's another form of investment for me, which I think it is for a lot of people, right? Yeah. Wicked. All right. Now that we've got that down, Pat, let's let's, uh, unpack a bit of your story and then we'll get into, you know, this sort of nft talk later um but i just want to delve into you finley because obviously you are very interested in you know the nft space you're also a footballer um you have been for a long time we've played together when we were younger um just starting off like what was you know what was your first career aspiration as like a young kid um i guess uh i've been playing football ever since I mean, I first knew I'm, the first baby pictures of me, I'm holding a football. So I guess always I did want to be a footballer. You and me both when we were younger. Um, mm. Yeah, I think for sure, definitely being a footballer was one of the biggest aspirations I had when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and then obviously, you know, I then went to England, uh, tried to do a professional things have changed since then. I don't necessarily have the same aspirations. Um, right, yeah. right. And I'd, I'd love to sort of go into that, you know, your trip to England because, you know, for me that was uh, a really cool thing that you did that I saw as, you know, as uh, one of your best mates that it was a really hard thing to do as well and sort of chasing your dreams and flying over to England. Um, I'd love for you to like sort of detail that experience and sort of what it was like um first touching down um oh i guess when i first touched down i was full of enthusiasm um and as much as i'm gonna sit here and say i guess how tough it was at the end of the day i was still trialing to be a professional footballer in england so at the end of the day it was what i wanted to be doing but um yeah i guess a lot of people don't think about or don't actually know until they experience it how difficult something like that can be especially um me moving from australia back to england um Mm. makes it a lot more challenging as you know um being away from home 
um, yeah, all, all the stuff that came with that. So paying rent, bills when you weren't really earning much. Mm. Um, and I guess just the nature of football clubs, really. Um, a lot of the owners of these football clubs, they don't really treat the players or trialists like genuine humans that they actually are. So, Yeah, it's like more of a business, right, in terms of when it gets yeah, to that level? Definitely. Yeah, for sure. Um, mm. Yeah, it's not really... It's very cutthroat. Um, there's a lot of young people that are trying to achieve, I guess, their dreams um, that just get kicked back and then they've got nothing because all they've been doing is just giving everything to football. Yeah, it's a tough... I mean, you know, I, I, I've been through it as well, not to the heights that you have, of course, but I think maybe it's the heights of, you know, the Australian level in the in the top leagues and that was, you know, my dream previously. But um, I was very happy for you to go on, you know, um, go further than I did, even though I was better. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, could you detail, like, what sort of clubs you were trying out for um, first and, you know, what that was like? I remember, uh, what was the first club you tried out for? Bristol Rovers. Bristol Rovers. So in England, you know, Bristol Rovers, extremely well-known club, right? Yeah, they're, I, I think they're League One still. I, I don't think they got promoted to championship, but yeah, they're League One. League so one. third league, which I guess for England, it, it's still a very professional league. 100%. And like to give people uh, a perspective, what is the average salary of someone who plays in the third league in England? Oh, geez. I don't know. I remember looking it up at the time and I was like, fuck yeah, I'm going to earn this much. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's good money. It's good money. I think yeah. it, it's definitely better than what an average person earns, for sure. Right, right. Awesome. And uh, what was, I mean, I remember you talking to me about that, about that, but, uh, and you really enjoying it and playing really good football. But what, how did, how did that uh, come to an end? Um, yeah, so things at, at Bristol uh, were going really well. Um, I got told, uh, I was trialling for the 21, so I got told that they did want me on board. Um, but I guess just the nature of football, the first team signed two players late in the window, so they had no more money to give to the youth team, um, mm. which made everything a lot harder because it was a couple of weeks before the season was starting and I didn't have a club, so... Um, that's when I went up to Newcastle, opposite end of the country, um, and luckily signed with a team called Gateshead in the Conference League. Nice, nice. And what was your what was your experience there at Gateshead? What was that like? <laughs> in terms of football, it was tough. In terms of, um, I guess, the people I met there um, and the experience I had off the field, it was very good. Um, but yeah, the football thing was hard. Um, I found yeah. it hard to, I guess, make an impression. Um, every bit of money I was earning was going straight back into the house I was living in, the food. I uh, didn't have anything extra for, I guess, to just do fun things that other people in the team were managing to do, mm -hmm. um, which made it very difficult, I guess, to perform at your best. Um, yeah, pe people don't think about those external factors, I guess, when people are, are trying to play football and you don't really think about footballers like that until you go through them. Mm -hmm. And what sort of external factors do you think, like for those 
you know, kids listening who, you know, uh, dream to become a professional footballer one day or are on the way to, what are those external factors that actually make a big difference in terms of your performance, say, you know, playing 10,000 kilometres away from home? I guess just the whole mental side um, and like the finance side of things, um, the fact that my whole family and friends are in Australia, which is a completely different time zone. So when I'm awake during the day, I can't speak to my family or my friends. I've got to squeeze in a little conversation at night mm. um, and then get up the next day and pretend like everything's all good and I've got to go perform at my best. Um, uh, and I guess when you're trying to worry about how much money you're making and how much money you're spending, it makes everything a lot harder. Yeah, for sure. And uh, what what advice, let's say, you know, you um, some kid comes up to you and he's like, oh, I'm about to go to England or Spain to, you know, do trials. What advice would you give to them? Um, it's tough, really, because I found it really hard. So I guess I wouldn't be the best person to get advice from. Mm. Um, my one and only bit of advice would be to not lose track of why you were there in the first place, I guess. Yes, you are there to, I guess, sign a professional contract, but you didn't start playing football because you wanted to sign a professional contract. Like you've got to enjoy it at the end of the day. Um, and that's something I definitely lost track of in the end was the enjoyment for it when I was trying to worry about all the other stuff. So that mm. would be my one tip would just be um, focus on the enjoyment. Rather than the outcome, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, wicked. And... Look, by no means did I think or anyone thought you've, you know, failed at becoming like a professional footballer in England. But um, how did you perceive your time in England now that you've got some, you know, space from it and looking back on it? Um, as a lesson, I guess. I definitely, when I did come back, feel like I had failed. Mm. Um I was just massively in denial when I came back. I was like, oh, I'm going back the next year. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I guess once I took a step back from it, uh, there are other things that I was interested in. Um, mm. And I just weighed up the fact that I could now see my friends and family and I could still play football here and enjoy it. So mm. It was yeah. just a no-brainer no, no for me, really. And, and, get, and get paid, uh, mind you, and get paid a nice nice bit of cash, mate. Fucking hell. Um, <laughs> uh, but, uh, okay, interesting. That, yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. And now you talk about your other interests, and, you know, I know you've always been a very talented artist and, you know, doing little sketches and drawings, but you, you decided once you got back from England to you know really delve into that a bit more what was the influence behind that um i guess i've always just been interested in um a creative field of any kind um that was the subject in school i definitely preferred doing um so yeah i guess things changed when i got back from england i was doing a business course beforehand which i didn't necessarily enjoy at university um, so when I came back and, and dad helped me change my mind as well to just do something I enjoyed. Um, and yeah, I found something I enjoyed graphic design. Wicked. 
Wicked, yeah. And um, okay, in graphic design. And now we stem to real conjunction at the moment because, you know, obviously, and I'm super proud of all you've, you know, taught me in, you know, the NFT space and how good you've actually become at graphic design is a bit annoying in such a short time. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, you've actually decided to merge the two worlds of NFT and uh, NFTs and graphic design and, you know, your two main passions at the moment. And the third world of football, um, could you, you know, give us a little explanation as to what you've got going on there, Mr. Hayhurst? <laughs> um, yeah, so this is the most exciting part. Um, I, like a lot of people, got infatuated by the NFT world. Um, I think it's very promising for creative people, but also just communities in general. Um, so, yeah, when I got into the NFT world, a few ideas came to my head in terms of how I could link all of my passions together. Um, and that's where I formed NFTFC. And uh, what, what is NFTFC for me? <laughs> <laughs> uh, basically, NFTFC is going to be uh, a collectible similar to the ones you see now. Um, like the board APL clubs, the world of women. It's going to be 10,000 different looking football fans uh, that people can buy into. Mm. Um, and my hope is to be able to reward and give back people that are in the community, active in the community, um, and hold one of the NFTs. So it's really just football football and community for people that love football and nfts um mm. and benefiting from all the good things that nfts can provide wicked and the most interesting thing that i think that i you know sort of uh, read once you sort of um had the launch of the website and and yada 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 uh, is that you're committed to having the funds actually help uh you know, young footballers. So could you give me a little more details upon that? Yeah, so one of, I guess, the roadmap ideas for um, NFTFC will be to um, help and provide financial support to players that, I guess, were in similar situations to what I was where, um, I guess, just they need some more financial support. Um mm -hmm so they can hopefully achieve their dreams. So I think every month we will be accepting applications from any player or whether it's a community member who knows of a player, mm. but just to submit an application where we can then put forward a few players to the community members and they can choose which player they want the financial support to go to. Um, and then every month, we will be helping a player that needs some sort of financial support. That's wicked. That's wicked. And obviously there's that link between you and your hard times at, you know, uh, trialing in London and, you know, what, what would you have done if you had that kind of support when you were trialing in England? I guess it's just makes everything a lot easier for um, the player to, I guess, excel and achieve what they're setting out to do. Mm. Um, I definitely didn't know it would be as hard until I was doing it. So mm. 
if there was any player out there that did need that, it would just be so good to be able to help them out in any way that's possible. Mm, I feel you. And uh, look, I think there's a certain, you know, reality that we have with, uh, you know, NFT projects at the moment. And there's being such an explosion after the popularity of, you know, bought at yacht clubs, you know, selling and crypto punks selling for, you know, multiple millions of dollars. Um, especially on the open sea, you know, market. What do you think will interest potential buyers into your project specifically? Um, that's a great question. I really want to kind of put an emphasis on the community itself. Um, mm. Me and you have both been so passionate about football um, and being any passionate football fan out there, there's nothing better than talking about football uh, playing FIFA, um, talking shit to your mate about whether you beat them on the weekend or not, like just having a community like that that will mm. hopefully be able to benefit as well from that whole community aspect. Um, that's definitely the thing I'll be aiming for with yeah. NFT FC. Um, just to make it more of a long-term community aspect as well that's centered around its holders and benefiting them as well. Right, the centre around the holders and benefiting the holders as well as, you know, giving back to the actual people who make football so enjoyable, the players, right? Yeah, yeah. I'll just be trying to, I guess, replicate the whole passion and community aspect that football brings, but also NFT brings. Um, the whole space is just so passionate and enthusiastic at the moment. So you'll definitely be seeing NFT FC try and, and capture those passionate people. Mm -hmm. And um, look, a lot of, you know, in terms of the, you know, checklist when people are figuring out whether to, you know, invest in the community or just simply invest in the NFTs, because there's a lot of different ways people or different reasons why people will, you know, buy an NFT, such as NF NFT FC from you and things like that. Obviously there's a strong community um, background that you're plugging for, but, uh, for those, you know, uh, for those people who, you know, yes, they like soccer, but in terms of their, uh, they just want NFTs to invest in, why do you think NFT FC will be a, a good thing to invest in? Um, so the, one of the earliest things we're going to do is we have our own kit created. Um, by the time this comes out, we will probably have leaked sneak peeks in our Discord. So join that. Mm -hmm. um, What's but the Discord for everyone who doesn't know? um we'll put a link in the description i think but we, we will. yeah we'll do that and invite in the link uh, in the description but yeah uh when we do sell our nfts we'll be sending 1000 of our own kits to holders um and then long term we'll be looking to create a proper brand behind nftfc so a merchandise brand um not just something where it's just your NFT or our logo slapped on a T-shirt. Um, mm. You know, I've got a background in merchandise. So that'll be a big passion of mine to create a proper brand um, mm -hmm. that's at a discount for holders as well. Um, and then we hope to be able to collaborate with some of people's favourite professional players, um, either in the forms of NFTs that are free to mint for holders or in the form of merchandise that's only available to holders. Um, 
that'll be one big thing we're trying to focus on. Um, and mm. then long, long term, we hope to either establish a football club or sponsor a football club where our holders can have more of a say in the actual running of a football club. I think it's every football fan's dream to be able to tell clubs how to run their football clubs. So, Right. Okay. So bringing democracy back to football. That's interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So that, that, that would be, you know, the, um, what, what kind of years are we looking at down the line in terms of the roadmap of the actual, you know, possible football club? Oh, look, anything can happen. It depends how strong our community gets. Mm-hmm. Um, and if that's something they really want to see, then we'll be definitely putting more of a emphasis on that. But I guess the community would definitely be having a say on what they want to see and how things are actually run with NFTFC. It'll be more of a community-led thing as well. It won't just be what we're saying we're doing. And what and what and what decisions will the community be able to make uh, within this football club, within the NFT collection, and or the actual football club itself, or the actual the actual football club itself? Yeah, look, that's way down the track. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. and I guess there will be some limit put on uh, what say they have in the actual running of the football club, but it would definitely be a community funded project. So it would mm-hmm. be cool to see a real life football club funded by the blockchain. Yeah. Um, that, that concept to me would just be so cool. Um, mm-hmm. And we'll definitely, if and when it happens, we will be documenting it. Um, and it would definitely be cool to have that picked up by one of the big streaming services. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I can definitely help you out with that one. But um, <laughs> <laughs> what? So you've chosen to really, uh, you've chosen to uh, have the release on the Ethereum network, correct? Yes. So why um, have you chosen the Ethereum network compared to the, you know, uh, Solana network, which has lower gas pricing fees? I guess it's just the most popular, um, mm-hmm. and, and we're kind of hoping with the nature of. Um, football and how big it is that we can attract numbers like that to our community Mm -hmm. um and it's just the one that everyone's familiar with really um there'd be few people in the nft world that have bought solano or cardano so i guess we're just trying to keep it neutral in that aspect Mm -hmm. and uh i'd be interested to know what do you think is the most important aspect for your success uh within nft fc for people to really latch on to like in terms of releasing an nft collection what do you think is the number one most important aspect of a successful you know um collection long-term success is definitely um the community itself and keeping them invested being as open and honest as possible um I mean, it's easy enough to just sell out a project by having a big fancy roadmap on your website, but do you stay true to what you've put on your website or not is definitely a key in long-term success. Mm -hmm. Um, And keeping people's, um, I guess, enthusiasm levels consistently. Um, You see a lot of projects these days where, there's a lot of hype around the launch itself and then it kind of just dies down. We definitely just want to keep a sense of 
community throughout the whole thing long term. Um, yeah. We'll be doing a lot of stuff with FIFA on our Discord, um, through the club fund on our website. Um, holders will be getting back a lot of the money through secondary sales and merchandise. So they'll be getting royalties from that. Um, mm. That's definitely what we'll be looking to do long term. Right, wicked. And it's super interesting. What What do you think in terms of, you know, your collection, um, at the moment, what's the what's the price for the collection for people that don't know? It'll be 0.07 Ethereum. 0.07 to mint one, yeah. To mint one, awesome. And look, where do you see NFC NFT FC in 2031? So in 10 years' time. I'm hoping it will be an international brand um, mm -hmm. that I guess people recognize as one of the bigger football brands out there. Um it would be cool to see, um, I guess, NFTs and football merge. Um, technology and football isn't always something that has gone together. Um, mm. But I am hoping that it will become like a little central community for people that are interested in football to come um, benefit from being a part of the community. Uh, it's definitely something NFTs can provide. Um that's where I do see it being in 20 years. That's definitely what I'm hoping for is a global brand. Mm -hmm. And is there any other things that I sort of haven't touched on that you would like to make clear to any people that are wondering what they would, uh, wondering if they want to invest in NFCFC? Um, I guess just come and experience it for yourself. Um, it's not like I'm sitting here right now saying, you have to buy this at the end of the day, you can just join the community um, and just see how passionate people are about football. Um, and like I was saying before, there's nothing better than just talking shit about football. So there's definitely some of that going on in the discord at the moment. So yeah, I guess just come and experience it before I guess you make your mind up. Yeah. Wicked. Okay. And awesome. Um, if, someone had no idea about you or what you and your team can accomplish within the NFT space. Um, what reason would you give for them to join the discord, get a couple of NFTs and just really be a part of the community? Um, I guess, yeah, do your own research on um, our team itself um, but do keep your eyes out on the social medias and the announcements. We've got some big things coming. Um, we're doing, I guess, daily updates on what we are actually doing as a team. So definitely uh, keep up with the announcements and you'll see hopefully that what we're saying is true and, and that we do plan on being a longer-term project. Um, yeah, that would be what I would say, I guess. Fair enough. Well, you know, I'm already sold. Um, thank you, mate, for coming on here and, and talking uh, so much about your, you know, new NFT project. Um, I think if I'm being honest with myself, I'm, you know, super, super, you know, proud of you and sort of how far you've come within, you know, such a short time with uh, enhancing your ability to, you know, create these amazing looking, you know, designs via your, you know, um, 
designing skills and your artistry skills and then combining football with it just seems so perfect because you know your family which I view as also my family is such a massive massive football family and um, it's a it's just wonderful to see how far you've come and you know been able to execute with such professionalism and and vigor that uh at times we've honestly been a bit jealous of you but (laughs) (laughs) nevertheless your success is my success my friend and uh i can't wait to see what happens i'll be there for the for the whole ride and um that's it anything you want to say to the viewers before we sign off um i just want to say thanks to you for having me um if people don't know about you yet they definitely will he'll be on netflix very soon mark my words um cheers mate (laughs) (laughs) apart from that no Mm. i don't really want to say anything thanks for having me wicked awesome well everyone you know what to do hop on uh nftfc uh dot com dot club dot club nftfc dot club mate uh, get some very schmick, nice-looking designs and, uh, you know, join the course. All right? That's it, Finlay. Catch you later. This has been <laughs> a very interesting show. All right. Uh, see you later. later.